0: I'm Dana Perino. This is Ed Henry. And I'm Kat Timpf. This is the Fox News Rundown.
1: Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. As the COVID 19 outbreak continues to trend downward in Italy, the economic impact of shutting down the country is being felt. Even though they've been
0: allowed to open, but have decided, many have decided not to go ahead because everyone's still extremely wary. The long, the lines continue uh, at stores uh, before you can go in. Everyone wears masks everywhere. This is the Fox News Rundown, Global
1: Pandemic. At the peak of the pandemic, Italy was seeing more than 6,000 cases of coronavirus in a day. Hospitals were overwhelmed and many people were dying. The situation is different now. On Monday, Italy reported just 300 new cases of COVID-19. Although with an 8% drop in GDP expected for 2020, 500,000 people set to be unemployed and a sharp drop in industries like tourism, Italy is preparing for continued economic fallout in the wake of coronavirus. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Fox News Radio international correspondent Courtney Walsh about the new realities that Italy faces, starting first in Germany that has extended coronavirus distancing rules through the end of June. The government of German Chancellor Angela Merkel announced that up to 10 people will be allowed to gather in public places in the meantime. Those people will need to wear masks. Germany has seen more than 180,000 total cases of COVID-19. Now to Spain that was hit hard by the outbreak. The country is still having days with more than 1,000 positive cases, but it's also facing new pressure to reopen. Protesters gathered over the weekend about frustrations that cities like Barcelona and Madrid are reopening more slowly. Like other locations, analysts worry the economic impact of the coronavirus shutdown in Spain will be long-lasting. Finally, in Switzerland, officials are warning about a second wave of COVID-19 that could result in up to 5,000 deaths. So far, the country is reporting over 1,600 deaths. The Swiss government eased restrictions earlier this month, reopening schools and businesses with guidelines in place. The move has been described as extremely risky, as other countries have found it specifically more difficult to have classrooms full of students that could easily spread infections. Finally, to neighboring Italy that saw hospitals overwhelmed and deaths skyrocket in the early days of coronavirus across Europe. So what does it look like in Italy today? I'm based in Rome,
0: and um, so it's never really been the epicenter, which was up north in the Lombardy area, Lombardia. But here in Rome, and I would say in general in Italy, there's sort of a feeling of relief. This is Fox News Radio international correspondent Courtney Walsh. People are back on the streets after several months of lockdown. Uh, Basically, May 4th, things began to open up slowly, but even more so last week. And the stores are now open. Hair salons and, and even apparently uh, some gyms have started opening. Although, even though they've been allowed to open, but have decided many have decided not to go ahead because everyone's still extremely wary. The long the lines continue uh, at stores uh, before you can go in. Everyone wears masks everywhere. Um, just yesterday, I happened to go to Ikea, which is at a mall, and I was ex- expecting it to be rather empty, at least the mall. Instead it was quite crowded. Um, but wherever you want to go, I just went to Ikea and there they take your temperature. And if you're not wearing gloves, they, um, give you gloves and you're not allowed in if you don't have a mask. So, uh, basically, you know, there are some major changes here. Um, you know, Italians are used to kissing and hugging and stuff like that. We don't do that anymore. Uh, the parks are open. Yeah. Well, the parks here are open and small groups can gather, but it's, you know, you're picnicking in a distance. You're not, you're not walking with somebody with arms linked and so forth. And also churches opened last Sunday. And again, there's, it's a big difference because there's no singing because they apparently that's a considered not a healthy thing at the moment. And the communion is served by priest with gloves, latex gloves and masks. And, and even at the Vatican, um, when you, we had a, a visit for journalists recently, and the guards were wearing their, you know, suits and taking temperatures to get into St. Peter's Cathedral. So basically things are continuing. There's a lot of fear of uh, peaks and things getting worse. Uh, they've uh, excluded, like in Milan, where there have been lots of young people gathering. They've, uh, they've decided to stop serving drinks after 7 p.m. in some areas. There's a word, I don't know if, you, if it's very common in the States, it's called movida, which is actually a Spanish word. Uh, and it was used in like in Spain and Madrid after the Franco regime, when all the kids would get together, the young people go out in the streets and start partying. And so there's a lot of concern in Italy about the Movida, young people going out, uh, kissing and doing what, they, you know, not being healthy, not respecting social distances sure. and then reinfecting the parents. But so far, things are looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting you note the cultural differences. I mean, I think that's a, a big problem in a number of countries around the world. We've seen it in Israel, obviously the Italians as well, but just the way in which people greet each other and the way they interact. Not to say that Americans aren't uh, greeting each other in similar ways, but it's this sort of deep-rooted cultural interaction that I think people are having to get used to a change. And it'll be interesting to see how that comes back to normal in some areas. And if if others decide to change the way they greet and and say goodbye. I wanted to ask you about the current caseload in Italy. We've seen a trend downward, and it looks like the positive cases that are popping up are still maintaining around a few hundred every day. Is this accurate? And, And what do the hospitalizations look like? How does it look by the numbers?
0: Well, the numbers are actually looking really good. You know, there's a lot of attention uh, to Thursday will mark the two weeks after. So they've always said we're going to look at these numbers and be you know, very attentive to see what's happening. Yesterday, there were uh, 78 new COVID deaths, um, which was down from 92 the day before. Uh, but there were only 50 before that. So there's a lot of sort of statistical fluctuations in the number of deaths. But it's below 100 and um, back to early March numbers. The new infection rate also remains extremely low. Yesterday, it was, uh, there were 97 new infections and, and uh, pr- uh, mostly in the area of Lombardy and Piedmont up north. So they're encouraging numbers. But again, over almost 33,000 people, Italians have died, which if I'm not mistaken, is the third highest in the world after the US and Britain. So um, there is a lot of concern about what's going to happen. The government wants to start a new app, you um, know, Italians are. you talked about changes, one thing that they're getting more um, digitalized and more used to computers and online learning and those kinds of things, but also the government hopes to implement this app, which will uh, be voluntary and it will track people, be anonymous and uh, using your locations, Google, so forth. They will tell you if you ever come near in contact with somebody who's um, infected. So they've been testing people. Uh, they've been offering 150,000 people to have free uh, serological tests. And um, they've been encouraging them. I also had one done, for example, uh, which is covered by the journalist insurance. And um, I'm not sure they're doing that as much in Israel. But here they have both two types, the prick, uh, the prick test, and then also the blood test, which measures the number of antibodies you have in your body. And these are uh, quite common. And um, again, the government is very attentive. Every day at 530, the journalists get the numbers in a chart uh, under embargo. At six o'clock, there is a, an official communique. And they've, we, they've said many times, the Prime Minister Conte, that if he sees numbers in any way peaking up, they're going to renew the
1: lockdown. So hopefully they're going to remain in this direction. You've been listening to Fox News Radio international correspondent Courtney Walsh. We'll be right back. You mentioned the internet and the way people are connected, and I wanted to ask you, are Italians like we're seeing in the United States working from home? And in terms of the economic impact, we know that this is of massive concern. The Italian government is predicting a sharp decline in GDP this year. We do know unemployment numbers like many parts of the world are spiking in Italy. So what does the economic future look like for Italy in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak?
0: Well, yes, a lot of people have been working from home um, I would, and also students have been studying from home. And that's been a huge change because Italians, especially in the center of the country and in the south, are not very digitalized, you know, and some families don't even have iPads and computers. So they've all the schools have made a real effort to make sure that all the students have an access to it, um, at least from their cell phones. And they can use the Zoom or or the other Google Meet uh, platforms for studying. Uh, But um, a lot of people have now sort of moved to working from home, but that was just for the temporary time. So now things are going back to normal. Uh, the factories have reopened, they've been implementing implementing new uh, social distancing forms and so forth. In Italy, it's a very interesting case because the unemployment figures have not really been dramatically affected. If anything, it kind of improved in March. But that is uh, a statistical thing. In March, it was 8.4% and it was 9.3% in February. Uh, so what basically happened is that pr- once this the, the COVID crisis hit, the Prime Minister Conte uh, had a decree, it was called the Italy cure. And uh, that was in March. And he basically blocked all uh, firing of people of workers for 60 days originally, and then extended for five months. So basically, nobody in Italy could be fired until after mid August. So uh, those workers who were not needed, uh, were, and who could not work online were Put on unemployment insurance, and apparently almost like five million went on unemployment insurance. So it, it's interesting to see the economists have estimated that had the government uh, not put in this decree and the uh, employers were able to fire as they wish, and those five million were put on were fired instead of putting on unemployment insurance, in uh, the unemployment rate would be something close to 37 thirty thirty seven percent. But um, unemployment, so at the moment, is it's bad, but it's it could. Get a lot worse. You mentioned the GDP falling. In fact, it's expected to pa- fall 9.5 percent this year. So it's a it's a big problem. But today, fortunately, there's been news of a huge injection finally uh, by the European Union uh, into the European economy. It's going to be a mix of grants and loans and sort of guarantee uh, guarantees to member states, which is equal to like one trillion euros, which is like 1.1 trillion. Um, US dollars. And Italy is getting a lion's share of that. They're going to be getting almost 200 uh, billion, about half in grants and about half in loans. So um, they are getting the most of the share and then Spain after them. So it's really important that um, Italy takes these steps to invest this money wisely. So we'll see. The prime minister has promised to invest in infrastructure and in sustainable energy sources and and reform justices and taxes and so forth but
1: we'll have to see certainly and and finally how is italy preparing for the possibility of a second wave you mentioned people are afraid that the coronavirus could spike again in italy so what are italians doing and what is the government doing to make sure their citizens are safe
0: well, uh, you know, as you probably know, Italy has a public health system, uh, which over the years is actually, they've reduced uh, spending in order to uh, limit their deficits. And because Italy has a huge, one of the highest uh, de- uh, debt to GDP levels. So what they, the difference is now that people realize that they cut too much. And so there's a, I think what to prepare for the second wave, they're really making sure that investments continue in hospitals uh, and in they're getting more money for uh, people who've graduated with medical degrees to do their residencies. And they're also making an effort to, um, at schools, for example, they are timing the kind of way that children will be going back. The elementary and the nursery schools will be uh, done in a particular way and high schools will be um, both in campus, on campus, and in online as well. So they're preparing for what might happen. But, you know, Trey, interestingly enough, I watched an interview last night with this Italian virologist. Her name is Ilaria Capua, who now teaches at the University of Florida, who said that she believes that if Italians continue with what they, you know, her the so-called good behavior with washing the hands and wearing masks and keeping the distances, then perhaps a second wave here can be avoided. Uh, She said, because it's not really a question of weather, it's not, the the virus doesn't change if it's hot or cold. Uh, It does come in waves, but she thinks that if Italians maintain what they've been surprisingly good at this period, it could be that it would be avoided, but we'll have to see. The other thing the government is planning to do to prepare for the second wave is to um, take better care of the environment. You know, it's not It's sort of interesting to see that the places that were most hit with the COVID were those which were the most industrialized and polluted part of the countries. And uh, so they're going to make an effort. Prime Prime Minister Conte has said that he will make an effort to really push for green and more bike lanes and uh, electric cars and so forth. So working on the environment as a way to sort of prevent further waves of infection.
1: It's great to see life is returning to normal despite some of the restrictions and guidelines that are in place to keep people safe and that there does appear to be some hope at the end of this long, long outbreak in Italy. Courtney Walsh, international correspondent for Fox News Radio. Courtney, thanks again for your time.
0: A pleasure. Take care.